How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode 163 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube. And for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar Live when you drive down the road or work out whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thanks for making How About That Cigar a part of it. And again, Mm -hmm. here in the beautiful Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and Drew Estate's Flying Pigs have been cleared for takeoff in their annual spring release. One of Drew Estate's most popular Vitolas, the Flying Pigs, are now available. The Undercrown Flying Pig Vitola is available in three expressions. The Undercrown Maduro, Undercrown Shade, and Undercrown Sungrown. While the Kentucky Fire Cured Pig is the Smoky and Savory Flying Pig. Last but certainly not least, the famed Liga Pravada Number no. 9 and Liga Pravada T-52 Flying Pigs will also be available exclusively to Drew Diplomat retailers. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, as we as we speak uh, on the show right now, uh, we're live in progress of Game 3 of uh, the 2022 Stanley Cup Final. Erica uh, Tormson <laughs> needs some blood pressure medication. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody, if anybody wants to reach out to Eric and Jordan from Cigar Dojo and just make sure they're okay, because yeah. uh, they're huge av- Avalanche it's fans. It's early. I mean, it's, you know, but Tampa is, Tampa seems like they have woken up from their slumber from game one and game two. Um, yeah. The, so the Minnesota Twins, they're hot and cold. Yeah, it's they either win by out six runs out yeah, the other way. Yeah, it's just <laughs> and again against teams that it makes no right. earthly sense whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and speaking of baseball, uh, I do want to mention uh, this is a ways off, but but we we want to make everybody aware that just like last year, uh, this year, how about that cigar is going to be at Cigars and Baseball in St. Paul, Minnesota, on September eighth. Uh, it's a fantastic event that benefits the Miracle League. I'm just going to go through a couple items from the flyer here. Um, so this event is, like I said, Thursday, September 8th. Um, and uh, included with your registration, uh, you get a minimum of 12 complimentary premium cigars. They have a vast selection of local craft beer, wine, liquor, sodas, uh, and also foods from great local restaurants. Uh, there, there's a cigar friendly, uh, patio, uh, atrium area, and this is at CHS field and it's an absolute beautiful, uh, venue to have an event. Uh, there's going to be live music, a silent auction, and there's going to be live baseball being played on the field during, during the event, which is just an awesome thing. And so you can get all the details you need on how to register, uh, to attend this event, go to cigarsbaseball.com cigarsbaseball.com and we'll have more information coming up about that in the next few months as we lead up to that event but it's cigars it's baseball and it's a charity event yeah i mean and just briefly miracle league um miracle league in in a nutshell what they do is they facilitate and put together uh places for uh for disabled children to be able to still play baseball yep and and despite of their disabilities to still have ways that they can participate in the game of baseball with it with the other stuff they have going on yeah uh, and we'll we'll uh we'll talk to all of them about that some more as we lead up to it but great cause and, and a fantastic event filled with wonderful people in the cigar business um so 
Yeah, I mean, otherwise there's no, I mean, baseball is cruising along, you know. It's, um, no, the the uh, Golden State, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson yeah. put to bed Boston. Yeah, so Boston fans, sorry, but yeah. you can't win every single championship. Nope. <laughs> Steph Curry and Thompson, how do you beat that duo? Well, and Steph Curry, I, I think he made a statement with winning with winning another championship, you know, is, uh, you know, he's getting, he's not old by any stretch, but he's, no. he's definitely older in years than, than you typically see somebody put on that kind of performance. So I think he did pretty well. And uh, this year got me starting to follow basketball a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I got away from it for many years, but I did too. it was maybe, a good playoff. Maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's get into our main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. And as always, guys, on How About That Cigar Live, you know that special guests are brought to us by our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please put your hands together and welcome to episode 163 of How About That Cigar Live from West Tampa Tobacco Company. Please welcome Ricky Rodriguez. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be a part of this and so excited that you're caring about the Ive fans, not the Tampa fans, because I'm in Tampa. So I can't yeah. care less about the mojo out there uh, for the Cavs and all that. So I hope they go down today like the burning <laughs> ship. Well, so. Ricky, while, while we do, um, I think this would be a good time for a toast yeah, cam. Yeah, we'll do the toast cam. We'll do the to- toast cam. While we do that, we're going to have you switch your mic again. Okay. Switch it and then switch it back. Oh, yes. yeah. Try that. So we'll do... Uh, uh, We'll do the toast cam while uh, Ricky is switching his microphone. Here we go. All right. When lighting your cigar, when lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for, from Sober Mesa to Umbagog. Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. All right. So, oh, hang on. We got you muted. One sec. All right, there we go. Let me know. We, oh, better or, for, okay. Yep, much, much better. better. I'm not going to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much, guys. 
and uh, it's a great day for me and uh, exciting day for me. But uh, let's go on and uh, talk about the West Tampa and how we got here. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Uh, before we actually jump in, uh, let our viewers and listeners know what you have fired up to smoke while you're on our show tonight. I am smoking the uh, 6x60 black from West Tampa. So there's two blends, uh, the white and the black, and uh, uh, three sizes of each. So a Robusto, a Toro, and a 6x60. So both in the black and white. And so I am enjoying right now the black. And, um, and we'll talk about the, the blends and all that, but uh, you know, like I said uh, earlier, I don't really share a lot of information about the blends because I want you to go in to smoke the cigar kind of blind because it's amazing how you discover uh, certain tobaccos you thought you didn't like in the past because you had a bad experience or you liked, but uh, we didn't play it enough for you. And so I think for me, to go into a cigar, I want to go blind, especially when I'm tasting other cigar companies. I don't want to know anybody, anything, anything about that cigar, even the wrapper, but the wrapper is very important for us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and so we talked briefly before we went live, and you were, you were on our show a very long time ago, and this was almost three years ago. Um, but while while we had you on that show, we were live in a cigar shop, so we didn't really get to a lot of the topics that we like to learn about from people. And one of the things we want to know from you is, give us a little bit of your origin story as far as, like, when did you have your first cigar? How did you get involved with cigars as a, as a business? Uh, well, you know, coming from Tampa, you know, growing up, uh, the cool thing to do was smoke in the 70s. Uh, cigarettes or pot or whatever you want to smoke in the 70s. And so um, to be the cool guy, I gravitated to a cigar. And so because my grandfather and grandmother were the master rollers from Cuba. And I was always raised in the environment of smelling cigars. But I noticed right away that I was not a cigar smoker because I think I, I didn't know what to choose uh, in the 70s and, uh, and so I just picked up a cigar too and didn't like it. So I put it down and I put it down for years and years and years. Matter of fact, this is the story. When I was kind of uh, kind of recruited to the cigar industry, I met a guy that wanted to what it means to work with him at Nestle, selling candy bars. So that no way I'm ever selling candy bar. So there's no value in my eyes. So, so we got to Ebor City one time, and we're kind of having dinner, and we're walking in Ebor City. He was a cigarette smoker. And I looked at him, Dave, if you're going to live in Tampa, put the cigarette down, and you need to wear the cigar. So there's a shop, and I walked in the shop, and I bought him. A macaroon, and I bought myself a eight, uh, a Fuente eight five eight, and we started walking, we're smoking, and I was choking this cigar again. And he looked at me and said, "Bro, do you smoke a lot of cigars?" I said, "Bro, Tampa, of course I do." That was my first experience over fifteen years of smoking cigars, and so he remembered that. Uh, three years later, he called me out of the blue and said, Ricky, I'm working for a chill cigar. 
I need a cigar smoker to put on the junkyard. So we have a territory in Florida that we want to take over. And at that time, I wanted to leave my whole business. It was in the carpet business, and I hated this business. So you know what? Leap of faith. Let's do it. And they assumed, because my name was Latin, I lived in Tampa, I smoked a lot of smoke. And I remember receiving my first samples the uh, second day I was working with Jones Garden. And uh, I pulled out my Macadoo and I started smoking. I was like, this is not like anything I've ever smoked. Because I've been, so that mild scar was perfect for me. And I started smoking, 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 smoking. And so that is the way I got into business. And that was over now going on 23 years ago. And so I was a salesman for about maybe five years for Joe's Car. And then the owner of Joe's Car at that time was uh, Mr. Coleman. And they approached me and said, your days are selling cigars are over. Uh, we have an opportunity. We want to train you to become employed. If you want the opportunity or not, I'm looking around. Who are you talking to? I'm, I'm just barely with your company for four and a half years and now you're going to make me a pleasure. And I said, we chose you, so what do you want? I said, I would love the opportunity. And that changed my life. And then I trained with Joe's car for two years, one year in the DR and one year in the factories and Honduras. So, Rick, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but real quick, before you get to the next part of the story, if you would do us a favor, go into that mic settings, drop okay. down menu one more time, and switch back to, because we just want to make sure that. Okay. How's now? That's, that's much better. Much better. Okay. Keep, keep, okay. All right. Keep, continue. All right, Thank so, you. Uh, so uh, after the training of uh, two years, uh, they gave me uh, the opportunity to work with Benji Menendez. And Benji... Oh, wow. Uh, for five years, I've worked with Benji for five years. If you if you don't know Benji Menendez, uh, do yourself uh, research and find out because yeah. uh, this is the owner of the H. Hotman factory in Cuba that left Cuba in 1963, and he taught me the art of blending tobaccos together because the factory taught me how do we receive tobacco from the farm, what all that tobacco go through to the end to box it, band it, and ship it. But yeah. they never talked to me about blending tobacco, and that came from Benji. Yeah. And so, and uh, I, after that training for about uh, uh, seven years, I went to work with LaGloria for about maybe 18 months to two years, and then we merged our fault CAO. That blender retired, and that left a huge opening for us. And so General Cigar elected to take me away from uh, uh, LaGloria and put me in charge of blending for CAO. And this first cigar that we launched for CAO was now going on 13 years ago was uh, Osa. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, sorry, just real quick. Yep. So if you, it, I've, we've talked about it on the show before, the, uh, mm -hmm. it's not even our podcast, but years ago, uh, maybe four, four years ago or three years ago, uh, maybe even longer, Benjamin Mendez was on the Cigar Snob podcast. And I think it was a two-parter because he had so much to talk about. If you guys want to learn about tobacco, go and listen to those episodes on of the Cigar Snob podcast, listening to Benjamin Mendez talk about tobacco. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing how much you'll learn. Yeah. Well, and, and he's a great teacher. And he's I've a great heard, teacher. Uh, I heard 
another blender talk about Benji and he said that Benji Menendez is the source code for blending cigars in the new world. Okay. You know, I agree. I agree. He was uh, the OG. I again, I, you know, get I had the opportunity to force this relationship with this gentleman. Uh, to the fact right now he calls me a son and I call him a dad. It's, it's that tight right now. So lucky because again, if you look at the cigar official Hall of Fame, there's only eleven people in the Hall of Fame. I was blessed to be trained by four of those people. What? 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 Mr. Coleman, Mr. Coleman, Frank and Nessa from Punch, oh. uh, 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 right, uh, Benji and Vanessa Chris Creel. Wow. Before he left. Fucking a general cigar. So yeah. all that knowledge, bro. I have to be a donut, to not <laughs> just listen to them and just react to that what they taught me. Not anything I have to offer. Just react to what they taught me. I can be a fucking very successful blender in this world. Absolutely, that's that's incredible. I mean, it's like it's like being a, a baseball player and getting getting trained by. Uh, Babe Ruth, uh, yeah. Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken yeah. Barry Bonds, and... and, and Playing for the best manager you ever, like the boat owner in the world was, you know, Mr. Coleman. General yeah. Cigar, whatever you think about General Cigar today, we would not be able to smoke cigars the way we're smoking without General Cigar thinking in the 70s and saying, this is a luxury item. We need to get out of the gas stations, the quarter markets, and we need to go to cigar shops and do the right way. And that changed everybody's way of thinking about cigars and an offshoot of anybody's doing cigars today from the new regime, 20, 30 years in the business, owes everything to General Cigar and Atatis for yeah. enhancing this business. So now we have shops, we have lounges, we have a podcast we have everything owed to these guys that say this is special this is yes. special and we're going to try to treat it special you don't buy it at your a local fucking you know grocery store this yeah. is special i like that that's that's very true so i and i know we're going to get to to west tampa i know people are really excited to hear about that but it for me it's really important to get the the picture of your origin story and thank you for that uh, for that piece. So you had amazing tutelage of um, blending cigars, working with tobacco, um, and now you are starting to blend for CAO. Tell us about that process and um, going from, you know, that and you start blending a cigar for a giant like like General. You know, what what was that like? It was easier for me to go to work with, uh, you know, uh, uh, a LaGloria because Anesso bought into, you know, and it was already dead, uh, uh, done as, as far as the angriness. Oh, you're selling to the major corporation. So that was already done. And so when I took over LaGloria, it was a natural fit and very easy for me. Uh, we didn't realize how difficult it was going to be for not only me, for General Cigar, to take over CAO because at that time uh, they were treating me and General Cigar that 
like we stole that business. They didn't sell it to us. We stole it or what it in a gambling game. You know, pro rule. We didn't steal this business. So there was a lot of hate, you know, kind of not hate, but a lot of pushback. We're, you know, we're done with CAO. We're done with CAO. If uh, Jellison Gore is going to take over, they're going to destroy this company that we love, this little mom and pop uh, company. And so we had a fight. And so we didn't know what we got into, but the first three years were my toughest years uh, in this business, for sure. Yeah. In, in those three years, what what made it difficult, if, if you don't mind? The pushback. Uh, you know, I don't care what you give us. I don't care how good the cigar is. We just want to support these small, kind of... Um, the small companies, they, they didn't like Jello Cigar because Jello Cigar was the Walmart and they were used to, you know, supporting the local mom and pop, you know, hardware store. And now Walmart put them out of business. So that was the pushback. And then the other thing, we didn't know about CEO, the DNA, what they stood for. And that took us about uh, three years to really understand what that company represents what was a foundation because it was different from general cigars foundation so we had to realize that and learn from that and so that was a struggle uh but uh when we launched on the third year flathead that changed everything yeah everything that was a rev you're 100 right about that and anybody who has been a cigar nerd or paid attention to any Anything in the cigar business, um, even most consumers, when when Flathead hit, it was it was such a huge product, and consumers, and a shock yeah, for a lot right. of consumers, for a lot of a lot of consumers who who maybe maybe they they were consumers who said I'm not really a fan of CAO, and then they try this product and they're blown away, or uh, maybe even consumers who general. said I'm not I'm I'm not even I've not even heard of CAO or they say, well, it's, it's from general cigar company. So I'm going to pass. And then they try it and they're like, wow, this, this is legit. And then it starts hitting and getting high ratings on cigar aficionado and other places. And that, that was a, that was a real strike strike of, you know, gold for you. It was, uh, you know, it was unbelievable in the story, the backstory for that line. I was typically, Jello Cigar, we uh, get a, a year to work on the project, six months to develop to blend, and six months to work on the packaging, the name, the story behind it. Uh, I was working for nine months on a project that we decided in the factory we don't believe it, we can't do it. It was a crazy kind of cigar that Jello Cigar wanted. I didn't control CAO like it did. You know, last year, and so the two uh, uh, first two or three years, it was driven by marketing, and so not the factory, and so that was kind of given to us. This is what we want you to do, and we worked on this project for nine months. And one day, I was in the factory. I called the president. I said, "Bro, I'm out. I cannot stand in front of anybody and talk about this cigar, suggestive cigar, because I do believe." Do, do not believe in it, and I don't like it, and uh, everything's wrong. It's a bricky. 
if you don't have a cigar in two weeks, you have no cigars to show, uh, show taste at this trade show. So what do you want to do? If you have anything in mind, said, bro, I have this crazy concept called Flathead. What is that Flathead? Based on an old car engine, all that shit. Okay, bro, whatever it is, you have one week. This is Monday. You have one week. Give me a blend and a package design on one week. Bro, I went to the factory on Monday. and said, bro, take everything off the table. I'm going to create one blend. I want you, to, uh, my team to create one blend. And we're going to smoke these two cigars tomorrow. And we're going to see if we have a cigar for Flathead. So tomorrow came, Tuesday. We're smoking at about 5 o'clock that afternoon. We started. So my blend won. Okay, there. But I'm smoking. I said, guys, this cigar is burning too hot in my mouth. It was a round cigar. The roller I work with all the time says, Ricky, let's box press it. I looked at him. Brilliant. Let's box press it. The next day, we smoked it. We all looked up. I don't know what it's going to do on the market, but this is one of the best cigars from this factory ever. Let's watch it. And so I went to the box factory. We just got a CNC machine to cut wood uh, for the lids. And I said, bro, this is a crazy concept. And wanted to make it look like a, an engine block. And they cut what, bro, we had it. I went to uh, back home on a Monday, and Tuesday I shipped out uh, to General Cigar, the blends, and the packaging. And on Wednesday we got together, and they said, "What is this cigar? Called Flathead. Let's go. L- yeah. Let's go. Let's go." And uh, we launched it, and it was it's today the best-selling cigar line in General Cigar. It yeah. beats Macanudo. It beats Macanudo. Which is that's, incredible. That, that I mean, is unbelievable. For the line. first time, for the first time ever in the history of General Cigar, the number one brand is not Macanudo. It's CEO yeah. Flathead. And it was done in two weeks. In two weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Well, one of the things... Uh, kind of taking us toward transitioning to where you are now. One of the big things that, you know, we like learning from different people, you know, as cigar nerds and knowing a lot of people from different cigar companies, from different countries, things like that. There are differences from one company to the next, from one factory to the next on how they do business, how they operate behind the scenes, things like that. And, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, a number of months ago, the announcement came out that you were going to be exiting your time from General Cigar Company. Uh, and then after that, the announcement came that you were starting this new West Tampa Tobacco Company. So going back to the time while you were with General Cigar Company, because obviously the business is all about relationships. You know, the, the tobacco is great. The designs are great. The cigars are great. But the relationships with people like Justin and Laurel and Sean and all the other fantastic people at General Cigar Company. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some of the some of the dynamics in because you know STG General Cigar it's a massive corporation and there's a lot of moving parts to it. So what are some of the some of the struggles that maybe you had just personally working with a company of that size? 
that may or may not have, you know, led you to the point of saying, okay, I love what I'm doing. I love who I'm with, but I can't really pursue the vision that I have where I am. And I may be even speaking out of turn. That may not even be the case, but I'm just saying what, what were, what were some of those company dynamics that maybe led you to finally cast that, that, you know, wand and say, okay, I'm going to move on and start this new thing that I've had a vision for, for a while. Uh, great question. Uh, long answer coming your way, but uh, I think it. like anybody uh, in 2020 when we shut down and uh, we had a lot of time on our hands and uh, I knew that, uh, you know, as far as General Cigar, uh, my future was a great future because I had access to any tobacco that I wanted to receive. I knew that the challenge, if I left General Cigar and worked with another company or formed my own company, I won't have that library of tobacco to make your image grow because, oh my God, look at this cigar and this and that. The first to use this tobacco in the world. And so I knew that was going to, but uh, at the end of the day, I was sitting here in my garage and thanking and thanking. I said, bro, I've been with General Cigar for 23 years. 23 years of the best part of my life. So they got the, I mean, the the best part of my life. And I said, could I do something on my own without the safety net of General Cigar or the clutch of CAO? Because all these legendary tobaccos or companies I work for were already formed for me. So I'm just walking in to these great situations that turned out to BCL was a great situation. Thank God I didn't walk away uh, from it two years after we started, you know, go back to Lagoria because I would never launch what I launched through CL with Lagoria. So those questions kind of lingered. And then a friend of mine, my partner, called me one day and said, bro, what are you doing? I said, you know what, I think I'm going to retire and maybe open a shop in Tampa and kind of do that. And uh, really, you need a partner. I would love a partner. And so, because I knew that I'm smart in the tobacco world, but not the business world. So I need somebody to help me run a business. And we started this process of building this shop. And we were very close to signing a lease. And he, he called me one day and said, Brooke, I'm out. Well, what do you mean you're out? Bro, we're this close to signing a lease. And he said, bro, I live in Richmond. You live in Tampa. The shop is going to be in Tampa. So you have to work the shop 24-7. All I'm going to do is collect money from your hard work. And that's going to drive our partnership and uh, away from each other. So I'm out. I'll help you collect your money. I'll help you any way I can to launch your cigar uh, shop. I said, bro, without you, I don't want to. Have you ever thought of doing your own cigar company? Please, no. No, because I'm working for the best company. Why would I leave General Cigar to do this? Because you can. If you want to, I will develop a business, uh, uh, you know, uh, a business plan for us to see if we can do this. And he did it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. we did it. It's amazing. Yeah. So. So. That brings us to right now. And and you told us before we went live that you've had a whirlwind of a day. 
And it, you know, we saw some pictures on social media. It looked like an absolutely incredible, exciting day. So um, take us now into the development and the launch of West Tampa Tobacco Company. So when you got together, okay, we are uh, going to do this. All right, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. And so it's the name of the company. And so we started to dig, and Ricky, you love to talk about, you're an educator. You love to talk about the history of cigars uh, to help them understand what we're doing, how we're doing, process. You made a cigar called Cologne and bring in that uh, process of fermentation back in life that was not used in 100 years. And so you're a teacher. So why not, I don't know, something Tampa-based? This is your home. This is where you started. Your grandparents came from Cuba to roll cigars. Where? He says, where? I said, West Tampa. Bingo. Let, uh, let's call it West Tampa Tobacco Company. Nice. Love it. Said, oh, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. Because, if you know, sometimes if, you, if I was happened to live in Philadelphia and I called my company Philadelphia Tobacco Company, I guarantee you I would not be able to sell that cigar well in New York or Boston. <laughs> They're going to say, fuck you. I love you, but no way. I w- no way I'm going to smoke a Philadelphia cigar in New York or Boston. No. But Tampa has this image uh, because we were cigar capital of the world in right. the uh, you know 40s and 60s. And so they all when I visit Europe, oh, you're from Tampa, the cigar capital of the world. And no pushback so far has come our way to bad name, bro. Bad name. It just resonates with my history. It is me. It's my DNA. Uh, when you look at the story behind it, when you read the box, there's a story in the box. Why was Tampa? And it will show you everything. And I pay homage to Benji because without Benji, I would not be here today doing I, uh, what I do. So you're launching with uh, two different blends, correct? And uh, just walk us through. I know you're not going to go deep into the blends, uh, but uh, what was the uh, initial release idea of how you were going to launch these cigars? Another great question, because I knew that I had fans globally. And so there was a project that I, there's only project that uh, I struggle with, uh, with uh, CAO and General Cigar was this. I wanted, I visit, I think uh, I did a tour seven times in Europe and Asia. And all these guys are, bro, you need to make a cigar for us. You need to. And so I remember going back to General Cigar. I said, bro, we need to make a CL version for Europe. And so he get a great idea. Maybe next year. It was always pushed. It, ne- never know, but always pushed down the road. And so when we had the opportunity, I said, bro, let's do this. Let's do two blends and one blend. I'm going to create for the palate of Europe. And one blend I'm going to create for my fan base for the love for CL. And so we do that. And so if you look at the uh, the white box, that is more of a mild cigar, mild to medium, but packed with overwhelming flavors. It is just a flavor bomb. But if you look at the black, we knew the fans of CL from Flathead, bone session they love their darker wrappers more body and more kind of 
kind of spice. And so when you look at the uh, the white, more citrus, and then when you look at the black, more pepper, more spice to it. Same wrapper. One is the uh, uh, you know the wrapper for both cigars are from Ecuador, Havana, and we're calling it a pink wrapper for the natural or the white. But all we're doing is fermenting that tobacco for about three months longer, just changing the color for a light blonde to a deeper black. So, but you can also see that by playing with the blend, it's going to be, there's no way this is the same wrapper. Because there's two flavors coming. Yes, the same wrapper, but we can't do that because of fermentation and the blends that we're going to create. Nice. So you had different regions in mind when you were blending these cigars. Um, something that's going to land not only in the U.S. but also the European ma- market and maybe even Asia. Yes. So we're global, and so uh, we launched uh, uh, Europe already received. Why? We had a, a kind of a, a situation with one box for the six by sixty black and white. They were late delivering that box. Europe only wanted the Robusto and the uh, Toro. So they got it. Uh, they are now trying to approach us for their third delivery. And we only have been in Europe for four weeks. And they're already wanting to order this the third time. And we're saying, hold on. <laughs> Bro, we don't have the product because we have not released in the U.S., and today was the release in the U.S. The, today was the first day we shipped or began to ship in the U.S. Nice. Um, and one of the things that we always like to to learn about, because if you go across, you know, the cigar producing countries of the world, there are factories. There are so many cigar factories out there. So was the the factory where your cigars are being made was that already an established factory or is it a new factory and if it was already established what made you decide on that facility to make your cigars okay you really take a dip You're like this is like turning into a 60 minute uh, interview <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but a great question because uh we you have to understand, uh, we started this venture about six months ago, uh, eight months ago, as far as seeking out a, a factory. So we had to be kind of quiet. And so we learned it on a friend, and he says, bro, I'm going to give you three factories, two in uh, in Honduras, in, uh, uh, Nicaragua, and one in the DR. And so we contacted these factories. The DR factory is about a medium-sized factory. Uh, the factory and one of the factories in uh, uh, in um, SLE or Nicaragua is kind of uh, medium to big, and one was very small. And so all we did was this is information. I want this type of uh, uh, flavor from the white. I want this type of flavor and style from the black. Go to work. Okay. And they all sent us samples everybody sent us five of the white five of the uh, uh black to a sample uh the factory that we chose grow knock the park every sample every sample i said bro i want to meet this guy this yeah. guy is a blender i want to meet this guy 
and so uh, we chose this factory. Never seen it, never asked how big are you. We knew by our friend, he's a very small factory. And so I didn't realize how small until I went there. And so I'm used to going to a factory that has 300 rollers, uh, DDR, 2,000 rollers. And I went to this factory, they had 20 rollers. <laughs> Big difference. I said, bro, bro you, uh, what was your biggest order that you ever received? And I said, bro, to uh, 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 companies you know, but I'm not going to share the information because yep, of course. they didn't share it. But he's, I had one order was 5,000 boxes. No, sir. Cigars. Okay. Good order. And what was the uh, second order? What was the big order? That was 7,000. I'm waiting for his boxes. 7,000 cigars. Yeah. That's a pro. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> I need I need 180,000 cigars just to launch it. So you need a bigger boat. You know, so he was taken by surprise and says, I, I think if I just focus on you and uh, do away with the other little companies I'm working with, I'll just do that and I'll focus on you if you give me the opportunity. And uh, bro, um, what I realize right now, the power I have, I can change people's lives. Yeah. That to me, I didn't think about that going in, but now that I went in, I now know I can change people's lives. And that is a beauty that uh, I didn't discover until I went to that factory. And I'm so happy that we chose that factory because they cared and they, you see the passion when I got there, it was unbelievable. I love that because the factory experience makes such a difference when you're, uh, when you're working with people, because this is, um, this, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of risk on your part. It's a big investment and you've got to have somebody putting together the products who, who actually cares and understands the the materials that go into it. And like you said, he, you could tell when he sent you samples that he was a blender and that makes a big difference. Yeah. We didn't want to be a number because you know, again, I would love to work with General Cigar. I would love for, to work with Fuente, uh, Papin anybody that would make but you know i'm just a number in their yeah. eyes because if i go away yeah okay go 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 now i'm gonna but if now i, I believe this company this little uh, factory i will devastate the little factory yeah so you went from having access to just about any tobacco in the world yeah. now to a very limited yeah. supply what does that do for you and your brand you know, that's uh, a challenge that I knew that was going to be presented. Now, I want that challenge. I don't want to, yeah, of course you can cook a great dinner. You have access to everything, you know, yeah. but uh, try that with only this, this, and this, and the piece of fish and make a fucking, you know, unbelievable uh, dinner for us. And so, yeah, I look forward to that challenge. I know it's going to be different. But uh, when you smoke these two cigars, you'll say, you know what, this is Ricky's next step. Because it's not anything like CL. It's not anything like General Cigar. Yeah. Awesome. And I, I like that, that analogy. The simple ingredients mm-hmm. can be, you know, that really is true. That when you're talking about food, simple ingredients uh, in the right hands can be turned into 
uh, a phenomenal plate of food. And the same is true with, you know, what some may consider to be a, a simpler, more, more uh, rudimentary selection of tobaccos can still be turned into really pleasing blends. Yeah, I agree because uh, you can uh, ask any chef, what's the hardest thing you can do to a master chef? An egg. No, no. A fried yeah. egg is it, bro? And it's a challenge for everybody. And so, bro, you sh should have that down. But it is. And so, I look forward to that. That's not saying that we're not going to reach out. We are going to reach out to other factories uh, to work with. And so, uh, matter of fact, we have a line coming out from the Levas, the tobacco growers, not the Liva uh, cigar company. Sure. But right. I have been approached by a lot of people already. Hey, bro, our doors are wide open. We would love to work with you. So that's the beauty of what I did for the last 23 years, bro. Exactly. I've made these friendships, these relationships, and maybe people trust me. Maybe people you know, view me as like, bro, he's one of the good guys. Not the guys who are in this business for the wrong reason. It's about the money. and Bro, never once through this process that my partner or me said, bro, we're going to make how much money? Never came up. I don't right. fucking care, bro. I don't care about that. Yep. Could I give the factory a lot of cigars to make? Can I give my shop owners a cigars they can sell? Can I give my uh, fans a cigar they uh, enjoy? That is what I want. The money will follow it, bro. We all know that. The money will follow it. But when you put that money first, it never works. It never works. Yeah. It never works. I love it. That's great philosophy. Yeah, really. Um, so now we're we're like what three weeks away, less than three weeks away yeah. from uh, from the big PCA convention and trade show. So uh, tell us if you're going to be there, and if so, uh, you know where where you're going to be, and and uh, how how people can you know learn about what you have going on. Yeah, we're going to be uh, definitely be there. Uh, we have a booth. Uh, uh, it started. Uh, it's like a little porch. And it's grown and grown and grown because people want to help us and uh, believe in us. And so uh, I don't know the location, bad on me, details, but uh, we're going to be there. It's going to uh, uh, be open to anybody and everybody that wants to come by and talk to us and see if they want to take a chance on, on West Tampa. And, you know, it's not often that you can be a part of ground zero and yeah. that is what i'm trying to share with these guys be a part of this journey that i'm going to take and i think i'm you know smart enough to uh you know work with great people uh from box designs to artists to buying guys to box guys to backyard guys so trust me that way and we can watch this you can say in 10 years or 20 years bro you remember i was i was part of that yeah. I love that. So I want everybody to be a vested and enjoy this ride with us. I really do. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're so excited for you. Yes, we are. <laughs> Beyond excited, uh, not only to try the product, but also to just see you continue your legacy um, that you've you've created. The relationships, everybody that we've talk to that has mentioned you uh it, it's clear that you are a rock star in the industry i'm not trying to blow smoke or you know um fanboy out but i will say that 
anything that you put out into the market, I can already trust is going to be a damn good product. Wow, because thank you're putting, you. You're putting your reputation, your years of work in the industry on the line, and you're not going to throw something shit at the wall to see if it sticks. Um, so I'm. Who is yeah. that? If I didn't do that for a gentle cigar, I'm not going to do it for my family. You right, know, yeah. so if I say to them, bro, I don't care how much you invested in this project, it's not right, sell it, get rid of it. And uh, so I would never do that to my family. Like you said, this is my reputation only. So it's not general, uh, mm -hmm. general cigar, force me to do it. Don't blame me, but it, you know, all blame comes to me. <laughs> well, and the, the risk level, you, you know, like I mentioned earlier, as far as business risk, but also reputational risk, when you're with a big company, that you know they there's there's a little bit more of a cushion there if if a, if there's a product that just doesn't work uh but when it's your own when it's your own project on the line your own blood sweat and tears and there's there's very little especially coming right out of the gate with a new project like this there's there's very little room for you know putting something out there that's not that customers aren't going to respond to so and you can tell that you are uh, just like before you are you're you're putting in the work you're putting in the time and the attention and you are um you have already built uh decades worth of relationships in this business which like we say constantly the cigar business is all about relationships and you've obviously put in the work over the years to not only build those relationships but maintain them keep them healthy regardless of where you go and all this the relationships still stand and I think that's uh, that's a big testament to you, and uh, I think it's going to prove very valuable to West Tampa tobacco. Thank you, guys. Uh, you know what? Unfortunately, I just looked at my uh, computer. I have one percent. I'm going to lose you guys in about okay. thirty seconds. So, uh, thank you for the opportunity to share a little about my story and all that. So, let's do it again. Uh, I'll see you at the trade show. And uh, thank you, bro. I Absolutely. love you guys already, and I definitely. Uh, reach out to me, give me addresses so I can send you these cigars. All right. Will do, brother, and we'll see you in a few weeks. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ricky. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. All right. Well, that's a, how about that cigar first? <laughs> but it happens. It happens. Technology, you know, batteries, batteries, batteries run out. Batteries are a thing. Um, Dude, I can't be, I'm so excited. I know. For this brand. And I, and I hope that uh, it catches fire for, for Ricky. And um, I'm just, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Yeah. Well, and we're going to be, you know, like we said, we will be at the, uh, at the PCA trade show uh, recording interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely on our list of people to stop by and talk to. Yep. Um, and we're beyond excited for, you know, what's coming up. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump in. Oh yeah. Is it time? I think so. It is now time for this week's numero, numero de, los de los muertos. And as always, numero de los muertos is brought to us by our friends at smoke in
as always, if you go to smokein.com, be sure to add the coupon code HBTC15 for 15% off your order. Some restrictions do apply. Yes, they do. They do. Uh, episode 163. Mm-hmm. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? Ooh, I've got a fun one. Right on. 30 people a year die from these in the Philippines. The Philippines? Mm-hmm. Yearly? Yearly. 30 people on average. Yearly. All right. You guys watching, let's get some guesses going in the comments. 30 people a year die from this, these in the philippines mm-hmm. little clue there um <laughs> um not parasites not cockfights interesting that's a they do a lot of cockfighting there. that's an interesting guess yeah um are these um uh are these things that cause these deaths, are they creatures? Yes. Uh, are they insect in nature? No, they are not. Are they... They are not Komodo dragons from our engineer, Justin. Are they... They're animals of some sort. They're not anacondas or snakes of any kind. They're not insects. Mm -mm. Are they some sort of worm? They are not a worm. They're not crocodiles, or as my kids used to call them, crocogators. Are they flying animals? They're not flying animals. No snakes. Um... Are they animals commonly kept as pets? They are not. Oh, very good get. Is are you asking me a yes or no question? <laughs> are they on land? They are not on land. Are they in water? They are in water. <laughs> <laughs> so these animals are in water. Are they jellyfish? They are jellyfish. Woo! Damn it. I got one. You did. So 30 people a year. Why Why the Philippines? Are, are jellyfish more common in the Philippines? Uh, so the area that's common for a lot of these fishermen uh, to fish will go deep diving. And the, uh, this particular bay is known to have these jellyfish in them. And they, they're not actually... Um, so you don't die from the anaphylaxia, you die from the immobilization that the venom has. Okay. So you're not able to swim away. Right on. So they drown, but from a jellyfish. Right on. My first win. It's not my first win, Skip. I've I've guessed it correctly before. But it's been a really, it really long time. It has been a while. Time. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually had a, a correct guess on this show. So yeah. I'm glad to have I'm glad to have another win under my belt. Um, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos.
All right. So we have a, I, I just pulled up some fresh lightning round questions. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, because, hey, it's lightning round. It is. So lightning round, as always, brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Reloz Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. All right, so let's just wade through these here. Um, so, so Garrett, what is the most amazing natural occurrence you've ever witnessed? Um, probably, yeah, no, it definitely. Um, fishing with my son at sunrise uh, on on our little private lake up in northern Wisconsin private lake well it's a private lake you bougie no, well no, I'm, really, I'm messing with yeah. you <laughs> um it's not our own private lake there's there's about 25 different cabins on this yeah. lake um but it doesn't have public access so. yeah um uh sunrise and uh we're we're fishing and about i want to say like 10 yards from our boat all of a sudden splash right in front of us a bald eagle took a fish right out of the water like 10 yards in front of us nice just perfectly in that picturesque in in the the morning sky yeah bringing it away that was like almost tear bringing oh, uh, experience that it is so cool beautiful hey, luciano good evening friend um so I already know the answer to this, but I have to ask: What wastes the most time in your day-to-day -day life? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's TikTok. It's it's TikTok. It I suffer from the same disease. <laughs> I have been struck by the TikTok disease, and I hate it because it. I I I, I have to force myself turn off the damn TikToks. Yep. Um, and I don't post anything. We have a how about I that know. cigar TikTok account. We haven't posted anything. Maybe someday we will, but I wish I had never seen TikTok. Right. Wanna, I'm gonna... I'm yeah, I'm reading through some of these. So what company or brand did you love until they betrayed your trust? Betrayed my trust. Or they, they ruined it. Betrayed my trust. Uh I don't I don't, mm, well, I won't, gosh, that's a really tough question. It um, is, because I don't, I don't know if a company that like full on like betrayed my trust or whatever, but I, I know that like when, when you're younger, when you're growing up as a kid and there's certain foods that you love, mm -hmm. like fast food comes to mind. Sure. Um, I remember loving Burger King when I was a kid. I think it's the worst fast food on the planet now. I can't stand bur anything from Burger King anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I, I I guess that's the closest I can think of. I Dodge. Dodge. Me. Dodge vehicles. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to buy another Dodge vehicle. And, and the, the only reason I really say that 
mechanically for the most part from what i can recall they've been relatively sound but up here with all the road salt they, they turned into wiffle balls so fast in no time they, they rust do. like i've never had vehicle every every dodge or chrysler vehicle i've ever had in the great white north has and, turned into a pile of rust and no disrespect to our mopar lovers like the the classic mopar classic situation. mopar is a different story totally different story yeah that's um but as far as buying a, a new vehicle um i would i would never buy a dodge again yeah um all right who is the most intelligent or creative person you know most intelligent or creative person I know. <laughs> Modelo bought Oreo and moved the factory to Mexico, and now they taste like. <laughs> Do they are are Oreos made in Mexico? I didn't know. I I honestly never would have known that. I will know that. I can't remember the last time I had an Oreo, though. It's been. I know that Oreos are not welcome in my home because Jill absolutely abhors anything Hydrox or that kind of. Oh, really? Yeah. From the generics to Oreo. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had an Oreo cookie. It's been a very long time. It has been a long time for me as well. Um, The person who I think is in my life who's the most creative or intelligent. Well, it sounds like a, a, a suck up answer, but it's my wife. Yeah. She's, she teaches kindergartners. She has two degrees in teaching kids ages zero to 12. Um, she builds curriculum from scratch. Um, she has a knack for getting a room of insane five and six year olds order in order and turning chaos into order. She's an incredible, I, I don't know how she does it. Teachers in general yeah, are incredible people underpaid, underappreciated. Um, What's the longest trip you've ever been on? Um, that would be a 12 day trip from driving from Minneapolis, St. Paul to, uh, Tampa, Florida. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah. My dad had passed away. So went down there to take care of all the things that you got to do. And, uh, we drove down, um, in, in our van that we took out the seats for, cause, he had this motorcycle and um, I had no idea what kind of motorcycle it was. And we get down there only to find out that it was this Chinese uh, brand of motorcycle yeah. that I couldn't tell you uh, yeah. at the top of my head. Uh, it didn't run. We couldn't get it to run, uh, brought it to the shop that he bought it from and they wouldn't even work on it anymore. So, uh, we ended up selling it on Craigslist for, I think, 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Uh, but that was the longest trip. So there and back. Uh, it was a great, great trip, though. A friend of mine, Aaron, came along, and um, that was the longest trip. Nice. How about you? Well, I mean, for me, it would have to be back in my youth. Um, 
uh, as a late teens, uh, I was in drum corps and toured around the United States and Canada for many summers back then. And typically we'd leave uh, right around Memorial Day weekend and not come back until the first or second week of August. So months um, in buses traveling around all over and bringing a duffel bag with clothes and a sleeping bag and sleep, roll everything out on the floor of a gymnasium, boys on one side, girls on the other side, sleep, wake up the next day, rehearse all day, and then go do a show at night and then get on the buses and travel to the next town for what, three months. Wow. So a lot of fun though. A lot of fun. So to uh, just clue in anybody that's recently chimed into the show, uh, Ricky's laptop battery decided to <laughs> say goodbye, and uh, he went off early. But uh, I highly recommend watching the the first part of the show. Matt and I are grateful to have had Ricky on for the time that he was here and to share about his not only early journey, but also the new venture with uh, West Tampa Tobacco yeah. and the cool things that he's got coming up. So absolutely. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do notable smokables. Mm-hmm. And as always notable smokables brought to us by our friends at ACE prime cigars, brought uh, sorry, ACE prime cigars, notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. Uh, so Garrett, what was your notable this week? Um, <sighs> you go. Okay. So you mine, go. um, I got, the box of the uh, uh, the Roma Craft uh, compilation box with where for the last few years they put out a, all their blends in one single Vitola. Uh, so this year was the Corona Gorda Vitola, which everybody knows that's my wheelhouse. So I got those. And um, yesterday I smoked the Baca, which in that size is called the Jengi. And uh, it's probably because I'm biased toward that size, but it was so freaking good yeah. in that size. I had not smoked it in that size before. I don't think. Maybe I had, but it, it was incredible. Oh, yeah. So I, I, smoked, mm, I smoked three cigars on Father's Day. By the way, happy Father's Day to uh, all the dads out there. Um, I smoked the Agonorsa Leaf. How do you say that? Do you remember how to? Uh, that is the. Uh, that's is that the one from the Great Smoke? Yeah. So that is the uh, Agonorsa Leaf uh, signature Maduro, I believe. Yeah, it's got another name. Anniversario. Oh, thank you, Anniversario Maduro. <laughs> yeah, in the special uh, Figurado. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's what I capped my night off with on Father's Day, sitting out. A uh, little warm still at night, but uh, yeah, I think it's right now. I can't see the thermostat from here, but it's warm in the studio. I think it's 90 degrees outside. It's 90 degrees outside and it's 938 PM. It was just shy of a hundred today. Yeah. I'm not complaining because this went this past winter absolutely sucked. I am not complaining about the heat even a little bit. Yep. Um, so that was notable smokables. Brought to you by Ace Prime, improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit aceprime.com to learn more. 
So now we have some coming attractions to tell you guys about and coming attractions brought to us by our friends at AJ Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. AJ Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides a blend, strength, and flavor profile to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer, whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from AJ Fernandez. So, coming attractions. Next week, we have a special Tuesday night show. So, instead of Monday the 27th, you guys are going to tune in on Tuesday the 28th when we have Omar de Frias from Fratello Cigars. And then you guys can look for us July 9th through the 12th. We will be covering the trade show in Las Vegas the PCA Convention and Trade Show. We are going to be pre-recording all the interviews this year in stunning 4K resolution, and those are going to be posted uh, in the in the days following the trade show. So be sure to stay with us for that. And we will be doing a couple live videos here and there uh, during the trade show just to check in and talk to you guys about stuff. But all the main interviews are going to be pre-recorded and posted on YouTube and Facebook uh, in the days following the trade show. Uh, And we want to especially thank our friends at Drew Estate for sponsoring our trade show coverage for 2022. So um, if you guys have questions for Garrett or myself, Mm -hmm. email us Mm -hmm. at howaboutthatcigar.com. Thank you so much to our guest, Ricky Rodriguez from West Tampa Tobacco for being on the show tonight. Sorry that your laptop battery died, but technology. Yeah, it happens. Um, and be sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, as always, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks everybody.